Oh, all right. <laughs> so we're on Chaf Hey Amud Beis. Not, not quite the, the bathroom issues today, but we definitely have more issues about Saya and about, you know, things that if one is in the proximity of certain things, you want a lot to read Kriyashma around this thing. Zakta Gemara, we're on, we're five lines, six lines from the top, from the two dots, Vim Lav, Yiskasib Maim Vikra. So we said if one is in the mikvah and they can't go out of the mikvah in time to read Kriyashma, what should they do? They should simply use the water as a cover. Because remember, the heart cannot see the makam erva. So they should use the water as a cover and recreate Shema right, right then and there in the mikvah. Zakti Gemara. What do you mean? That's a big problem. Water is clear. Therefore, the heart is, and, and, and the erva will have no hefsik in between. The heart will still be able to see the erva. So why is that not a problem? It's talking about dirty waters. If the, if the water is a little dirty, it's a little muddy, it's darker. And because of the fact that it's darker, it now acts as a hefsik between the heart and the erva. The Demuka it's similar to ground, to earth. And if it's similar to earth, earth can act as a hefsik, obviously, because it's um, dark. And it prevents the, the, the heart from seeing the erva. So therefore, the heart would not see the erva. Let's say someone is in clear water. Baruch Hashem has got clear water in the mikvah. So then he should dunk down a little further until the water comes up to his neck, and at, the, at which point he should read Krishma. Some say you should sort of swirl it around a little, and as we know, right, if you go into a pool, you swirl around the water a little, it gets a little fuzzy down there. You can't necessarily see what's below the water, so that acts as a hefsik. What about Tanakama? According to the Tanakama, the heart will still be able to see the erva. Okay, I understand that you're sort of swerving the water so that it's a little less clear, but the heart will still see what's below. The water's still clear. Tanakama doesn't hold that's a problem. The heart can see the erva, not a problem. Okay, maybe the heart is not a problem. But what about ikva literally means the heel, but this is in reference to any other part of the body, right? Meaning down low, the leg, the knee, the heel, that's all going to still see the Malcolm Erva, obviously. So why isn't that a problem? So he obviously holds that other parts of the body is not such a big deal. We're mostly concerned about the heart. It's What about if it touches? Let's say someone's sitting like in a pretzel. Right, you know the pretzel, pretzel sitting. That's what it's called, right? Someone sitting in a pretzel. So then it could be their foot's touching the makamerva or some part of their leg. So is that a problem to read Krishna while one is in such a uh, sitting form? So that's machlekes. Rav Zid Masni Lo Hashmaitim. Rav Zid learned this, learned this exact machlekes about what, whether if it's touching the erva. He says no. Everyone agrees if there's any part of the body that's touching the Malcolm Erva, one cannot read Kriyashma in such a state. Raya, but what about if it's just if it's just visible? There's no hefsik in between, but it's not touching it. That's where the Machlekis is. Why does Rav say it's mutter? Very famous line. It comes up multiple times throughout Shas. Torah was not given to Malachim. Torah was given to human beings, and therefore we have to be judged by the fact that we are human beings, and you can't ask from us too much. You can't ask from us to do things that only Malachim can do, can keep things. You'll see this concept comes up very much. Very interesting, you said. The what's the halacha? Halacha lemaisa, tell me the halacha. If, if the part of the body is touching, but if it's, if it's just visible one to another, it's okay. Next halacha. If there is tzoya, excrement, again, if there is excrement in a glass kli, in a glass vessel. So does that, does that do we, so we know that if one is, two, is in a certain proximity of tzoya, they can't read krishma. What if it's in a glass kli? Then maybe it's in a different rishos, it's in a different domain. So is that okay? 
So mutaliquish kriyshmas. That is in fact okay because it's considered a different a different kli. So mutaliquish kriyshma kenegda. So they can recreate next to it. Erubashash is aser. But let's say one covers their lower body with a glass kli. Then aser likwise kriyshma kenegda. Then it's aser. What's the difference? Let's see. Say bashash mutaliquish kriyshma. Why is it mutar? If you put say in a kli in a glass kli, can I get say bechisay taliyamilsa? Because it's covered. The whole point is that it shouldn't be in the same proximity. Once it's covered, it's not in our proximity anymore. It's in a different different domain. It's in a different it's in a different place essentially. Okay, so then why is covering an erva a problem? Why is it still a problem to read Krishma if you cover with a glass? Because the rule is that one is not allowed to see the Malcolm erva. And you can still see it. Okay, it's, it's covered, I understand. But the problem is seeing here is not necessarily proximity. Let's, so if there is excrement on the floor, what is a way that one can get rid of the problem and, uh, you know, sort of dilute it, let's call it, even though here that's probably not the proper word, but sort of get rid of the problem and be able to recreate my So he says, spit on it. Spit on it and it'll get, become absorbed in the saliva. He says with a, a, good, a good thick spit. I didn't say it, the Gemara did. If there is Tsaya in a hole, simply cover it with one's foot. What if the Tsaya is stuck to one's shoe? Is that is one allowed to recreate on that? Because maybe, what's the Havamina? Mean, maybe one could say that because it's on a shoe, it's not in your proximity anymore. It's a separate Rishus, it's a separate domain. The shoe and where you are is a separate Rishus. Take you. Okay, we're not sure about the answer. We'll have to wait for Elio and Avi. Amr Vihuda, I think they say to be Machmir, but anyway. Amr Vihuda. Akum Arum Aser Likwais Kriyashma. So, a guy that is naked, one cannot read Kriyashma, Kanegdai, one cannot read Kriyashma opposite him. Right? Question jumps out to you. What's the difference? <laughs> uh, even a Yisrael one cannot read uh, if they are unclothed. So Gemara says Yisrael, Pshitalei Daser. Ah, Jew is obvious. It's obvious if a Jew is naked that one cannot read Kriyashma next to such a person. But a guy is a bigger Kiddush. A guy we needed to mention. Why? I might think that a guy is like a Chamar Ba'ama. It's like a donkey. And donkeys don't technically have ervas. Their 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 private parts are not considered private parts halachically the same way humans are. So it comes to teach us that no, their 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 ervas are also considered ervas because they're human beings. Rabbi Rosner points out that this is a this is a difficult tava mina because generally when do we say that Gaim and Jews are not comparable? That's in terms of ichus, right? But in terms of like physical things, Gaim and and Jews and non-Jews are both. It's the same physically, you still have the same body parts, so what's the Havamina to say that one has an error, one doesn't? Anyway, we'll move on for now. But interesting, interesting point that Robert Rosner pointed out. So what do we say? That one should not cover themselves with dirty water. If there's meaning if one's in a mikvah and they can't get up in time to recreation, then cover themselves with the water. What if the water's dirty? Then they should not use that to, to, as a hefsik between the heart and, and, and the Malcolm Erva, unless they dilute it with good water. So the Kamamaya, how much water do you need to dilute the bad water? One cannot cover themselves with dirty water at all. But if it comes to meraglaim, if it come, when it comes to urine, then one has the ability to dilute it with a certain amount of water, thereby allowing him to read Kriyashima um, next to this water. How much water is required to dilute the urine? Koshu, any little bit works. Rabbi Zachar says, no, he gives a little more. Yes, it has to be Ervias. Machlekes is only if it was added afterwards, meaning the urine came first, and then you want to dilute the urine after the fact. 
But let's say, right, first you want to put a drop of water and you're preoccupying the urine coming into the vessel. Then you could just put a little and then the urine comes, that's not a problem. only before the fact. But afterwards, everyone agrees with He says that, that that's the that you need a revius to dilute the water. These are the places that they, you know, toilets essentially, right? That they used to, they used to uh, relieve themselves in. Usser liquids kriyushma, connected. One cannot read kriyushma near these things, understandably. Even though there's nothing in it, there's no urine, there's no excrement, there's nothing in it. But what about urine itself? Meiraglim itself, one can dilute it. How much does one water? How much water is needed to dilute a kosher? A little bit, like we mentioned. There's a difference. Let's say it's in front of the bed. One is closer to the front of the bed, we're assuming here. Let's say it's behind the bed. So according to him, there's no difference. But if says there's a difference. If it's in behind the bed, it's further away, then you can read. But if it's in front of the bed, which again, we're assuming in front of the bed means it's much closer to you in proximity, then it's a problem. Unless, but he can distance himself four amas and then read. Incredible, incredible, he's saying here, that even if there's soya in the house, or is this referring to soya? No, I'm sorry, merigleim in the house, even wherever, I'm sorry, tell you, if there's tell you in the house, it doesn't matter where it is. If it's in the house, it's a problem. You got to either cover it or put it under the bed. That's it. Or you can't recreate Shema. That's it. You got to either throw it out of the house or put it under a bed. So how do we understand this Shita? Do we say that if it's behind the bed, then one can read it, no problem. But if it's in front of the bed, then they have to distance four hamas. Or maybe, no, let's look, look at the flip side of the coin. No, or maybe if it's in front of the bed, then you can't just, you, there's never a situation if there's a glime there that you can read whenever you want. But if it's in front of the bed, at least you can distance four hamas, you have an eitzah. But if if it's behind, if it's I'm sorry, if it's behind the bed, at least you can distance four amas. But if it's in front of the bed, then you can't read it at all. Again, unless you cover it or you throw it away. Tashema. So which which way do we look at it? Tashema. We come in here proof. The time when the rabbis of Shimon Allah is remember. Ah, Ramita Karimiyad Lefneyamita Marchik Arba Amos. Ah, so this is it. If it's behind the bed, you can read it no problem. If it's in front of the bed, go four amos away. Like we said, a very a big chumra. Even if there's a hundred uh, Amis, it doesn't make a difference. As long as it's in the house, one cannot read Kriyashima until it's removed from the house or it's covered by the bed. So that, you answered. But the Mishnah still has a Kasha. Because you still have two Shitas that have opposite opinions in two different cases. So Adadi Ipoch, so Ipoch, switch it. <laughs> Very simple way to get out of it. One time he says this thing, one time he says that thing. So you know what we'll say? Just switch it. Really, he didn't say that, he said this. <laughs> simple way to get out of it. So the first one you're switching. What about the, the second one you're switching? What about the first one? How do we know that Rav Shimon ben Elazar is the one that holds? That if, there's, if, if it's in the house at all, even a hundred amas away, that it's a problem? Because in general, that's the halacha he holds, right? And by the way, this can be a chumrah. For example, this case, where if there's, if there's tzayah meiraglaim in the house, right? Then... 
even if it's in the house, doesn't matter where it is, they can't read Kriyashma until you get it out. It could also be a Kula, because we know that one is not allowed to walk for Amos when they wake up in the morning before washing their hands. But if you hold that the whole house is considered for Amos, you can walk around the house as much as you want before you, before you uh, wash your hands. That's, that's just according to that opinion, we come out a Chumrah and a Kula. Okay, again, so we said that the bed can be a hefsik. If, if the, if the tzaya, Mary Glyme, is under the bed, it can be a hefsik. How big does the bed have to be? If the bed is below three tfachim from the ground, pshitli de dummy. Won't get into love, but it's more of a sukkah halacha. But anyway, basically it means it's as if it continues to the ground, and it's a separate, and it's for sure a hefsik. Therefore, it wouldn't be a problem to rekrishma there. But what about three to nine? Mahu, what's the din? That we're not sure about. I don't know. He says, I don't know. By the way, Rashi before, I forgot to mention, Rashi before says, I don't know. They brought a different price and Rashi says, I don't know. 35 times in Shas, Rashi says, I don't know. Even Rashi says, I don't know sometimes. I mentioned this right a bunch of weeks ago. Even Rashi says, I don't know sometimes. Sometimes it's good to say, I don't know. Depending on the situation. Sometimes it's good to know. Sometimes it's good to say, I don't know. Just admit that you don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know a lot of things. So it comes up for me a lot. Amalei <laughs> So, okay, it's Loyadina, I don't know. Asara, 10. What about if it's 10? You didn't need to tell me. You didn't need to tell me 10. Why? Because I'm very It makes sense that you didn't ask on 10. Because So this is how we look at it, right? If it's 10, for sure, it's not a hefzik. Because if the bed is 10 tfachim or above from the ground, that's for sure not a hefzik. Because 10 tfachim or above is already considered a different rishos, and therefore it would be a problem to read Kriyashma there. If it's three or below, if it's below three, that's not a that that's not a problem. If it's below above ten, it is a problem. If it's below three, it's not a problem. What about between three and ten? So Amarava Hilchsa Pachs Mishlaisha Kalavadami. The halacha is that if it's less than three, not a problem. Asara Rishusa Achrisihi. But if it's ten, it is a problem, because it's a separate Rishus. Mishlaisha Asara, Hanidba Mine Rasimarafuna. If it's three to ten, that's the question that we posed before. Vlay Pashadlay, and there was no answer to that. Amarav, Allah Krab Shemin Alazar, Vikhina Marbali Abm Yakubray Dirab by Shmu Allah Krab Shemin Ben Alazar. Okay, so that's that. Rovamar, ain't Allah Krab Shem Ben Alazar. And Allah and uh whatchamacallit. Rava says that the Allah is not like Shimon Lazar. Okay, so that's it for the Tsaya and Mayreg Lime over there. Okay, very interesting Gemara over here. Uh, so they were helping him put up his chuppah. They were helping him on his wedding day. So something happened that night. They couldn't consummate the marriage. They couldn't do the Maisabiyah. They couldn't complete it. So they wanted to see what's going on here. Why couldn't they consummate the marriage? They tried a bunch of times. Just didn't go. So what was the problem? So ah, they found the, the culprit. The culprit was there was a Sefer Torah in the house. Right? And what's the problem with that? So I'm a luhu. Iku hashda loy asin sakantan. We don't want to get into a makam sakana. Labari, titania, bait bai chesh by sefer tayra. Till an asr la shamash by samita. So what's the problem with the fact that there's a sefer tayra there? If there's a sefer tayra in the house, or if there's a sefer tayra in the room, let's assume, right? Then one is not allowed to have tashmish. Understandably, if there's a sefer tayra in the room. Until they either take it out, or they put one, they put the sefer tayra inside one bag, which goes inside another bag. Okay, so what does that mean? I'm by Lashan or Elabiklisha in Kaline. You know how you have in initially you have the special safer Torah covers. So that's not considered a bag. That's not considered a kli. Then you still need two more. Right? There's a concept of kiss beside kiss, kli beside kli here. So if it's designated, klein means if it's designated, we mentioned this before with the tefillin bag. A tefillin bag itself is bitul to the tefillin, meaning it's considered tefillin itself. So it's not considered a bag. It's considered the tefillin. So you still need a bag inside of a bag. So to here, if you, if you have something that's designated to save a tire bag, you still need a bag inside of a bag. But if it's a bag that's designated for a safer Torah, even 10 doesn't count. 
it's got to be, uh, what, whatchamacallit, it's got to be something that's not designated for the Sefer Torah. Amarava Galima, Let's say someone has, like, say, like a bookshelf, a svarim, a svarim shelf, in a guest room, maybe, and there's going to be a married couple that goes there. So is that going to be a problem? Um, so the answer is that as long as they put some sort of cloth, some sort of baggage over it, then it's like a klipasaykli, and it's fine. It's interesting. Why is it? Why isn't a mezuzah a problem? Right? Obviously, every married couple's got a mezuzah in their room. So uh, why isn't it a problem to have tashmish? Can I get that? Interesting questions come up from this gemara. Okay, let's let's go a little weiter. So if one has a sefer Torah, then not only do they have to separate it, either bring it to a different room or make a mechitza of ten tefachim or higher. Sefer Torah has a higher standard. Mechitza needs to be much higher. So it needs to be a legit ten tefach high mechitza. He had a Sefer Torah, and that's exactly what he did. He made a Mechitza of 10 Tfachim. And do you hold Levi? And is that why you're making a Mechitza of 10 Tfachim? The only time Shubin Levi allows one to make a Mechitza of 10, of 10 Tfachim for the Sefer Torah, rather than bringing it to another house, is if one doesn't have another bring it, house to bring it to. The less Leibaisa Achrina. But Marha is Leibaisa Achrina. Bring it to your house. <laughs> what are you making a mechitza for? Bring it to your house and you're good to go and then we don't have this problem. Sigmar says, ah, omerle lava daite. I don't I didn't know that. My bad, I didn't know that. Okay, obviously, hey, again, uh, this, this has come up multiple times already today. We said it, Rashi said it, we said it different. Amara said it, I don't know, I don't know. Um, we see, you know, it's good to say I don't know if you really don't know. Obviously, his, his I don't know is different than my I don't know and our I don't know, obviously. But, you know, he knew a lot of the halachas. There were just certain aspects of it he didn't know. But we see sometimes it is okay, in fact, to say, and a lot of times it's okay to say, I don't know. Okay, beautiful Gemara. We'll stop over there, and Mit uh, next time we will start the, 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 uh, the fourth parak, but also finish the third parak in Mesechtas Brachas. Stop there on Chaf Vav Amud Aleph.